0: The closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. What does the phrase mental toughness mean to you? What kind of character traits does someone who is quote mentally tough exhibit? Today's guest helps break down this vague catchphrase into manageable, implementable parts. Matt Rieger is a Connecticut native who received his bachelor's degree in psychology from Roger Williams University and his master's degree in athletic counseling from Springfield College. He found sports psychology through his desire to help people.
1: So some reason, like when I mentioned stuff of like love of sports, people kept mentioning like Springfield College. Like I kind of like looked into Springfield College. Didn't um, ended up going there for my undergraduate, but uh, like that ended up being my master's. So like I kind of like and I found like the field of like sports psychology and athletic counseling there. Um, and like I was like, oh, like that's pretty cool in terms of like it'd be combining like helping people in like a counseling realm. And then also like the sports side, which like is a big part of my life. Um, so it kind of like fit really well. So I kind of entered college thinking like that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then a big thing that kind of drove me to it was the summer before my before my freshman year of college, I tore my labrum in my shoulder because um, I was a baseball pitcher, um, which ended up not allowing me to play in college, uh, which kind of had an even bigger impact on like wanting to learn like the mental side because like like when you're recovering from an injury, you kind of go and that's when you really notice like the mental side more because something is physically now wrong with you. Cause you had to get surgery and recover from it. Um, so that definitely piqued my interest even more of like wanting to learn more about it. And that was something where all through undergrad, like I was trying to find ways to like get into like a sports psychology realm to like learn more about what you wanted to learn. Um, which led me to like study abroad because like they had like a, like a sports psych course to take. Um, And then that kind of just like piqued the interest even more to then finally like get to my master's of like applied work and finally getting to work with athletes, like learn like in-depth information, like how to actually apply and work with different athletes.
0: Rieger's undergraduate study abroad was in New Zealand. Halfway across the world, the most coincidental conversation ensued with a professor. At that point, Rieger saw his path to a master's degree as fate.
1: The professor um, has worked with like the all-blacks rugby team and like is pretty known uh in the field like I met I said like hey can I meet with you and talk about like master's programs and like the first one he mentioned was Springfield College which ironically like you go 9,000 miles away and to say oh like Springfield College like this program for like athletic counseling um which is about 70 miles from where I live so it was just like a funny like bring you back to where you originally were from of like this is where you should go for your master's so
0: while at Springfield, Rieger found a passion for personal training and lifting. He worked with the football, men's soccer and wrestling teams, and then transitioned to work in the college's Sport Injury Rehabilitation Center.
1: Then for two years, it's what we call CERC, so it's like the Sport Injury Rehab Center. Um, so we abbreviated the CIRC as like the site, but uh, they go and have like their senior athletic trainers working with the injured athletes. So, as counselors, we were able to be in that room, um, working with those, like with the athletic trainers and the athletes, as I like, kind of like that like, triad of like working in terms of like helping them recover from the physical and mental side. So, like, that was a cool experience of like seeing a different side of sport, which is rehabbing of it, which we said like is a very mental um, comeback, not just physical.
0: He became certified as a personal trainer in August 2019 through the American College of Sports Medicine and secured an internship doing strength and conditioning work with baseball players at Advanced Therapy and Performance in Stanford, Connecticut. Through his sessions, he gained one-on-one counseling experience, exactly what he found a passion doing.
1: I did like their internship as like a strength coach and like loved the place in terms of super supportive, like a lot of things you learn and like a mental performance like master's degree of like hey like this is how you coach like ways to interact with athletes like it's being done like there's a genuine care for who they work with um and i typically work like high school level to like professional level of athletes um so like it kind of meshed that okay here's like the training side of the, the baseball side which was cool um and i definitely like when the internship was coming to an end like they kind of said like we're not we never actively look to hire people um but like if you have something that we don't have and would like like will like find a way to do it so like I kind of went and pitched the idea of like doing mental performance skills because like that's something they didn't have um and like a way to like stay with them because like I just loved the environment where they were um so now that's kind of where I'm at so at the moment it's combining kind of all three things so like, you're still like on the floor like interacting with the athletes it's baseball oriented um so you're getting like to learn about the lifting side the technical side of um playing and then now like I'm the mental performance coach for their company
0: Rieger was grateful that his boss was receptive of his idea to gear the new position toward the mental side of the game
1: my boss who's like in the location kind of like knows the importance of it essentially like he will go and like will do different things for like mindset and like meditations and like all of that and he's very into it so knows the importance of it so now it was kind of how to then bring that to like, like the company-wide thing, and we're still learning like how to do it and how to like best implement it. That's where I think the convincing of like the importance of it wasn't the difficult part. It was now okay. What are the parameters of what you would do? How can like you help? So like it went through like writing your own job descriptions, which was like a weird thing to try and do. Showing like mock like what a mock session would look like, what a mock workshop would look like. Um, and then based off that kind of pitching it to them of like what that would look like. And it's still, like I said, an ongoing thing of like, what's your role? How can like you help the athletes? How can you help the trainers and coaches um, in like that sense? So I think we're getting to a point now where there's a much better understanding. Like if I said that like, that's taken months to get of like, okay, who should really like we refer to you in terms of like to get a session, like what are you going to be doing with them? How is it different than just like us talking to the athletes? So It's kind of been a pretty, like I said, long process where now I'm just starting to see like the some results of like getting consistent sessions with athletes and having them come in and like wanting to work on the skills and kind of being known as like, okay, like you had to transition from you're Matt, like the intern who's helping me strength train to now a whole position change of like you're now the mental performance coach.
0: Rieger admitted that his official title switch caused a bit of confusion as he worked through the personal rebranding. He said that athletes continued to come up to him during sessions with other clients and ask for lifting advice. Now that he's been working with ATP for a while as the mental performance coach, his hope is that he continues to create mental skills content for his in person clientele as well as online. Rieger currently posts videos on the Advanced Therapy Performance Instagram with the hashtag MentalDiveMonday. These posts help followers learn about mental skills training and the role that mindset plays in striving for success
1: quick minute videos of um of just going through different skills so like the first one was just an introduction of like the importance of the mental side uh the second video uh was I kind of broke down how people say all the time like it's just mental or like it's just a mindset and kind of how saying that just devalues the mental side of like you're saying oh it's just this and I kind of then in the caption say like that just is a justification for why you aren't accomplishing something. So if it's like just mental, then why are you allowing that to be the thing to stop you from performing if you can physically do it?
0: Rieger says that baseball is a perfect backdrop for teaching these mental skills, but that the skills themselves are transferable.
1: Every day, like there's some form of motivation you go through, there's some form of confidence. You talk to yourself every day, you set goals, you have routines. Like. You visualize what you want future events to look like. Like it's stuff that isn't just for sports, it's for everything. Um, So I try and normalize it essentially to like make it like this isn't just for athletes, or this isn't just for someone who has something they might be going through, but everything in life.
0: ATP's sessions work with athletes from youth sport to major league baseball players. Rieger enjoys working with both extremes and sees the athletes interpreting his advice in vastly different ways.
1: Something that I found, I think, a difference between like high school and professional athletes is like you see high school so much more outcome oriented and like comparison oriented where like the professional guys like go and like there's so much more about what they're currently doing. Like if you ask them, like at least we're on at like how you're doing, they'll tell me like what set they're on, what exercise they're doing and like how they're currently feeling in terms of like in the moment like, which is really cool, where when you ask, like, a high schooler that, like, it, it could be a range of topics of school to, like, not being, like, where they're at, which is an interesting thing, like, they're, oh, like, I was throwing the other day, and I was only hitting this, but, like, their arm felt great, and, but they they weren't seeing, like, velocity increases, but, like, they were going through a process working on technique, and they got the technique of what they wanted, but the velocity increased, like, they wanted, and it's, like, well, at that moment, you went, and, like, technically did get better, you improved the process, but like, maybe it's not the outcome you expected. So I think that's like an interesting thing that I want to keep monitoring my time, like in my time there of like seeing, is that a consistent theme and like potentially something to either make a workshop on like in the future or like a presentation on of like a way to introduce that to high school athletes, like try and get more of that process and like self comparison mindset rather than comparing it to like friends or like what the weight on the side of like the barbell says or kettlebell um, and how they're and focus on how they're doing, not what they're doing, really.
0: In order to not focus as severely on the end result, Rieger teaches the ways of mental conditioning coach Trevor Moawad. Moawad's book, It Takes What It Takes, How to Think Neutrally and Take Control of Your Life, has informed the way that Rieger helps work through his clients' struggles.
1: It Takes What It Takes is a book that I read. And it's all about like neutral thinking of like how you think about situations, um, which ironically has been something that with a lot of athletes, they've found to be helpful because they talk about like a lot of you find are like have negative thoughts or negative self-talk. And like his whole book is like from Russ like a perspective of like Russell Wilson, uh, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, um, of like his path to like neutral thinking along with a lot of other examples like he's worked with so many different high caliber college football teams and like professionals um but it kind of just goes through the thought of like obviously we know like negative self-talk and negative thinking could be super detrimental but for some people and like for some like a lot of people like being positive could also be like draining and exhausting and hard to do so he takes the perspective of like being neutral and like having neutral statements to kind of get you back into like a neutral mindset rather than having to be positive all the time. It's like an easier way to get out of your negative mindset. I use those, that language, like they'll come back the next session and be like, Oh, like I really had like a neutral response or like I use like neutral thinking, like without me prompting them. So it's kind of cool to see like they're taking away, like that's like a key takeaway they have in some sessions is like neutral thinking.
0: The process of neutral thinking begins at three places, forgetting your inner voice, cleansing your consumption and writing about your ideal self. Forgetting your inner voice requires quieting the erratic thoughts and putting less pressure on the inner voice's ability or inability to create tangible change. The second starting point, cleansing consumption, doesn't necessarily mean food. Consumption of detrimental social media practices and miscellaneous time wasting techniques can just as quickly impact a person's self talk, self image, and perception of effort given. The last starting point, writing about your ideal self, allows people to, as Moawad qualifies, become quote, consciously competent. Keeping track of goals and a roadmap to their eventual success is a way to move toward those goals as well as perpetuate positive affirmations when the small goals are achieved. Put that list of goals in a visible place that elicits a response when you see it. Rieger says that trying to implement this process on the ebb and flow of wins and losses mid-season isn't going to yield the best results, though
1: let's get like really proactive and like learn some skills before the season starts so we have like a really proactive approach rather than like reactive like it's going to be really difficult say like something does happen mid-season on the field and then like you come to me saying hey I really like under pressure like had a lot of trouble like was really thinking negatively and then it's in season to be like okay like now it's it now really is a fix this type of thing rather than a hey, like, let's learn some things to do. So, like, that's an approach I've been trying to have of let's be proactive and use some of this stuff now so you can have it going into your season rather than, like, trying to implement it mid-season.
0: Rieger says that fostering a relationship with the client and figuring out where the starting point is at times becomes an entire session.
1: I think some of them have an idea of what they want to work on. It's now... Um, Especially like at that level, it's thinking like, Oh, like you're here to like potentially solve the problem for me or like tell me like a quick fix of like I wanna like work on like performing under pressure. And like they think like it's like you're gonna have some answers for me of how to do that. So I think it kind of that could be what they say they wanna work on in the long run in terms of like when I ask what they wanna work on, but then I think it's that first session where like I just asked them like I need to like, what what are your experiences with pressure? How do you handle it now? Kind of getting that background from them because if I just say, okay, you're dealing with pressure, like if I just associate pressure with like being tense, being nervous, like thoughts racing, and just say, okay, do these five things and go, like most likely they're not gonna feel help. They're gonna feel like, okay, like I didn't really get much out of it. And most likely not even try those skills or like methods that I say. So the big thing is like trying to go and like get a full understanding of like what they're going through. So like they might have skills they use currently that they're not even aware of. So like by bringing that awareness to them is like a lot of what the like first session in terms of like that hour session is.
0: When Rieger consults with youth sport athletes who haven't necessarily caught on to the various mental skills terminology, he hears comments like, quote, I want to be more mentally tough. It's at this point that he wants to open the dialogue about all the aspects that combine to produce the mental toughness that his clients see exhibited in their sports heroes.
1: The way I see it used is like it's like a blanket term to understand, like people thinking they understand the mental side of thinking that person is mentally tough or they do a difficult task and that makes them mentally tough without knowing all that encompasses what it takes to be mentally tough in terms of, like, I think uh, Justin Sua had, like, a recent thing that was posted of, like, an article of, like, his thing of mental toughness. And it's not being, like, what you think of tough, of, like, rigid and, like, strict and, like, all that stuff. It's, like, being adaptable, being able to go and, like, adapt to situations, do different things and react to different things in a lot of different ways. It's not being, like, set in your ways or, like, being super strong. It's almost the op like not the opposite but like being able to go and do a lot of different skills whether that is breathing or being less tense or it is going and having neutral or positive thoughts or being able to imagine certain things or adapt to a situation that you encounter um so i think that's where it gets used as a term that to try and know the importance of the mental side, but not be fully able to explain what it takes to be mentally tough. It's a term that encompasses so many like mental skills to then be mentally tough. So like, and you said it is a vulnerability. It's being able to like understand emotions, being able to understand what's going on with you, almost accept them or understand them and explore it to then be able to encounter it. So like, I know, I think I heard in a recent podcast, there's a thing of like, it's, Not that like elite performers have no stress or no anxiety, like N-O, but they actually like K-N-O-Y, a W, like know about it and how to handle it, which was like a cool way of putting it that I never thought of, of like the same word, but spelled differently with two different meanings. Like they just, they know with a K about stress and anxiety and how it impacts them to then be able to perform. It's not that they don't have any of it.
0: The broad term dates as far back as a study conducted by James Lohr in 1986, which sought to define the exact factors that make an athlete more capable of training through adversity. Significantly later, in 2002, Jones, Hanton, and Conington interviewed elite athletes, coaches, and sports psychologists, and arrived at this definition of mental toughness. Quote, Mental toughness is having the natural or developed psychological edge that enables you to, generally, cope better than your opponents with the many demands, i.e. competition, training, lifestyle that sport places on a performer. Specifically, be more consistent and better than your opponents in remaining determined, focused, confident, and in control under pressure. Simultaneously, Clow, Earl, and Sewell were proposing mental toughness as a personality trait. This group defined mental toughness on the basis of four alliterative character traits confidence, challenge, control, and commitment. Later in 2007, the first group of Jones, Hanton, and Connicton expounded on the definition to include four distinct categories by which to gauge a person's mental toughness. These four attributes were focused and self-belief, training regimens, perceived competition, and post-competition routines. As recently as 2019, studies have still been attempting to qualify all the aspects that combine to result in mental toughness, but the subjectivity adds to the mystique of the phrase. What factors do you attribute to those who you perceive as, quote, mentally tough? Send us a direct message on Instagram and Twitter at CloserMental. That's all for now on this episode of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellon. As I mentioned early on in this episode, you can watch Matt Rieger's Instagram posts on at Advanced Therapy Performances profile, as well as through the hashtag Mental Dive Monday. Tune in next episode when I bring on Mackenzie St. Ange to talk about playing two Division 1 sports and attending an Ivy League school while battling disordered eating and perfectionism. See you next week.